tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio, in the building for another special edition of the show on today, where we're going to get a little bit controversial. Listen, don't shoot the messenger. Don't cancel us on social media, but we're going to delve into the Drake versus Michael Jackson conversation. All right. I know people are bored. I think people need to pick up a book and I can give you a book list because I've read 11 books this year. Shout out to me. All right. 11 books this year, making it happen. And also get this way. Hold up. 10 of them have been nonfiction books. So if you're bored, if you need something to do, I can help you out. But we're going to entertain this notion of Michael Jackson versus Drake just for the fun of it, because there's not been a lot of fun conversations going on, because, of course, we see what's going on with the Haitian immigrants in Texas and President Joe Biden and his administration need to do something to rectify that. And also, it's just so much negativity that's going on. COVID numbers are, are spiking. You have, you know, a lot of folks that are going missing. So. We want to help in making people smile and bringing positivity. And I think that this is where this conversation came from. Boredom and also people just wanting to change the subject from everything that's going on. But it's an asinine conversation. Michael Jackson in his prime versus Drake in his prime. Michael Jackson wins out definitively. I think it's unfair because you cannot compare the two because they're both different artists and they popped at different times. And then if you're going just career-wise, Michael Jackson for sure, because Drake has only been relevant for a good 11 years. Because really, Thank Me Later came out. That's when Drake started his ascension, when that first album came out. He dominated this decade. Like, Michael Jackson still dominating low-key, but Michael Jackson dominated literally like five decades, to be honest with you. So the conversation is unfair to both Drake and Michael Jackson. But like I said, Humor us for a second, all right? I have our Pulse Radio digital creator, Michaela. She's a singer. So I asked her how she feels about this discussion, and we decided to do a little verses, all right? So, you know, verses is based on the biggest records, but also song for song, which song sounds better, which song is better. So I let her get Michael Jackson, and I chose the underdog. I chose Drake. And I'm trying to win this versus I know I'm an underdog. I know Michael Jackson is a better artist, but let's just do it for fun. So we did this versus and where's Michael Jackson versus Drake. I'm Drake and Michaela's Michael Jackson. And I want you to tell us who do you think won? Hit us up at Post Radio 100 on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, and be respectful because I know the conversation is crazy, but just be respectful because y'all started this, all right? The social media started this, so we're just reacting, all right? So stay tuned. You listen to Pulse Radio. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio. So we're going to get this versus battle going. I'm not excited. <laughs> I'm not excited at all because I think I set myself up for failure. But listen, I'm going to defend the artists that dominated my middle school and high school years, man. And I'm actually a Drake fan. I, I like Drake. So, you know, I'm going to be representing Drake and his hits, all right? And I have our new Pulse Media digital creator in the building, and she's a singer. So we have Michaela in the building. Michaela, how you doing? Oh, I'm amazing. How are you? Great, great. So first, because this is your first, you know, time on Pulse Radio, let everybody know who you are. So my name is Michaela Sheeran. I am a sophomore journalism and mass communication student from 
New Jersey, repping the North. You already know how it be. I want to ask your opinion before we start, because what I was saying in the intro is that I think it's an asinine conversation and people are bored. It's a lot of stuff going on. You got Nicki Minaj and, and her cousin's friend. All right. You got all this other stuff going on. So people are bored right. and we want to talk about something else. We want something to distract our minds from all the craziness going on with COVID and with, you know, the, the Haitian immigrants that are being brutalized in Texas. We want something to take our mind off of it. So people came up with this asinine, crazy conversation just to have fun. But it's not an equivalency. All right. In my it's opinion. What do you think? It's definitely not even a comparison. I don't know why this is happening. It must be just for fun because the statistics do not lie at all. And this versus will tell it all. It's going to tell it all with men and no I'm telling you, there is no comparison. You cannot compare Michael Jackson with anybody in this generation. All right. So you, you made me start off. I'm trying. I got something to prove now. I got something to prove like little baby. All right. So here's what, what I'm going to do. All right. So we can't play the songs. All right. So because of copyright, we cannot play the songs. So I'm going to go first this round. We're doing 20 songs. And then Michaela's going to go first next round. And I chat to start off like how Gucci started off in the Gucci Jeezy versus. I had to start off with like some smoke and some heat. So I started off with back to back. All right. Back to back, honestly, back to back is aged well. I think it okay. is one of the top, you know, hip hop disses of all time. Just the cultural impact that back to back had. Because Drake was the underdog in this battle. Because we thought Meek is a battle rapper. Meek is a gangster rapper. Meek wants that smoke. And Meek is not going to come at Drake if he didn't have a song in the chamber. But he did. And then Drake had charged up to try to draw out Meek and, and make it happen. He dropped back to back and he was dropping those bars. And I got to, you know, just do the line that was heard around the world. Is that a world tour, your girls tour? I know that you got to be a thug for her. This ain't what she meant when she told you to open up more. Oh, my God. Bars, all right? Bars. It shaped the culture, all right? And it peaked at number 21 on the Billboard 100. A diss song was played in every club. I had to start with that. All right, what you got? First song. Okay, so I'm gonna go and start off with Michael Jackson's biggest song and biggest music video, Thriller. You already know how it is. The biggest song that he has, the song that's played at every single black party, every single cookout, anything like that that deals with Michael Jackson. You know, Thriller has to be played. The dance, it's it's national, it's global. Everybody knows what the dance is. It just has to be number one. I feel it. You know, no, I feel it. That You got that one. You got that one because I, 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 I was trying to be, be in the versus mode by playing that diss song because the only Michael Jackson diss song you got is, is They Don't Care About Us and that wasn't really a diss diss. So it's like, you know, I just, I want to see what we going to do. I was trying to draw you out but you messed up. I don't do the verse thing. You messed up because you already <laughs> got one hit down, all right? So I, I, I'm being strategic because you got to make sure you going against Michael Jackson. You got to make sure you have some strategy if you're going against the GOAT, all right? So I started off next with Hotline Bling. That's my second song. Because Hotline Bling had the world in a chokehold in 2015. I remember when Hotline Bling came out, everybody was rocking with it. Drake made it a meme-heavy video on purpose. And the video has gotten 1.7 billion views on YouTube. Cultural phenomenon peaked at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. And it was the second highest charting single, his second highest charting single, as a lead act with best I ever had, all right? So I, I got to give that a consideration. And people might disagree with me. Hotline Bling did age well. So that's my second song. Got to come with it because you're trying to come with Thriller. What you, what, what you got? What you got? 
Okay, so first of all, I can agree. I do think that it aged well. It is definitely a song that can still be played right now, and people will still sing and dance to that. However, Michael Jackson does still top Drake in this aspect, as I'm going to come with Billie Jean as my number two song. And let me tell you why. Billie Jean is kind of similar to Thriller in the sense that people still play his songs. Michael Jackson, yes, of course, he's not here. However, he is one of those artists that he can, he's a legend. That's just what it is. He's a legend. Any of his songs can be played. People who are in my generation right now, they still know those lyrics because that's that Saturday morning. Your parents are asking you to come clean the bathroom. They're asking you to clean the kitchen. That's the type of song that's going to be played. Every child is going to know that song. However, Drake, it's more so this generation. I don't know if Hotline Bling and Billie Jean, I think I might have got that one. I'm not the overall determinant. We're going to let the audience determine that when they hear this. But I think I might have came back with Hotline Bling. But I love how you said, listen, Billie Jean was the cleanup music, all right? Saturday morning, you better clean that bathroom before you get grounded. That, that, that's, <laughs> that's the music that's playing when it's cleanup day. I lo We love to see it. But I got to clean up Michael Jackson with this one, man. God's plan. Come on now. God's plan. I'm going with Haymakers today. Haymakers, God's plan. On it up my bed and my mama. I'm sorry. Because you got Billy Jean. I, I heard that Billy Jean, like Mike Jackson was saying that that's not my son. All right. Drake is claiming his son. And I was wondering, is this is this the song where Drake admitted he had a son? Because Pussy T dropped the story of Addie Dunn and they were like, you know what? Is it my bed? Like his, his son's name is my bed? You know, like Graham? Like, I'm not, like, I don't know. But I think that God's plan is a great counter I feel like I go up to one cultural phenomenon it is one of Drake's highest charting songs. It debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, 82.4 million streams, 127,000 downloads. January the 25th of 2018, that happened. And then God's Plan became the second song in Hot 100 history to achieve more than 100 million weekly streams by the end of February 2018. It came out 2018. I'm just saying. God's plan. Uh, um, okay. So you have that. You you do have that. I'm, I'm still going to win this round. However, let me tell you the thing. The difference about Drake and Michael Jackson is social media. It's social media and the visuals. So while Michael Jackson did have all these amazing music videos, Drake has the ability to still be a meme because of the way that he's strategic with his music videos. Michael Jackson, you have, you didn't even have YouTube back then. Oh, why'd you do that? Why did you do I'm that? I'm coming to win. Like, like oh. I said, like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not just going to come on here and lose because I know, because what you have to understand is that Michael Jackson was an amazing artist and an amazing performer. But in verses, what you have to understand, you might want to switch up your, your, your track list because it's all about how the song slides. So I, I got you on the ropes a little bit, you know? You, so you what I'm going to do is that I'm going to back back and I'm not going to go for a super huge hit, but I'm going to go with Forever. All right, Drake featuring Kanye, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. And Forever hits me differently for this fourth song because I was in middle school when this came out. I was in seventh grade. It's 2009. 
And man, when I tell you forever had the world in a chokehold, every guy that was in seventh grade with me, because he had the iPods and you had the iPhones and you had the, he had the MP3 players. I didn't get my iPhone to 2018. So I had me an MP3 player from Family Dollar. Okay. And on that Family Dollar MP3 player, I had forever playing all when I'm walking to class. I, I had I had it blaring out and them horns going. I'm, I had my hands in my pocket with my with my blue uniform shirt on and my khakis on. And I'm just walking to class. I'm dapping everybody up. What's up, man? And it's going on. It's just, it, it just hit me differently. And Drake was able in that song. He really showed he could rap. Because the fact you had Kanye, who was leaving his prime, this was 808s and Heartbreaks, Kanye. You had Lil Wayne, who was leaving that prime. He was on everybody's song, had 100 singles dropping. And then Eminem, he had left his prime because Eminem's career was interesting. Because, yeah, it, it, it was a lot of personal stuff that caused him to leave that artistic prime. But he was coming back because this was around the time that he had you know recovery you know he had relapse and drake hung with him now did drake have, have the worst verse that's debatable i think that drake and lil wayne are tied for third and i would give drake that nod because drake had more quotable bars but he was able to hang with some goats and this is for kanye went awol okay this was before kanye did the donda thing all right okay okay how about this Remember the Time by Michael Jackson. Okay. Remember the Time is one of those songs where anytime you think about the lyrics, you have to associate it with the music video. But look, though, the music video was just as legendary as the actual song and the lyrics were. You have to include the people that he had inside that video, too. And then you have his whole disappearing act, the whole dust, the whole Egyptian aspect of it. You have to associate it with that. And that's one of those songs you can just like, do you remember the time? And like, it's one of those songs you can just like do like a little two set too. I gotta go. So you went with Remember the Time. That was a good one. I'll give you that one, right? But I'm gonna go with Drake's first number one overall international hit, One Dance. One Dance that blended <laughs> genres. It blended genres. It was his first number one international hit. 179 million streams, 554,000 copies if it's converted into sales. One Dance was a song that you could not escape on the radio, and it showed Drake's versatility. One thing I can say is that I don't think it's asinine that Drake's in the conversation, because the reason why I don't think it's asinine that he's in the conversation is because of the versatility he shows as a, as a, as a musician and as an artist. The only thing I'll say is that it's too early. It's too early for him to be put in this conversation because Drake would have to have a body of work for 40 years. And you can't do, oh, two albums, five mixtapes. You can't do that against a Michael Jackson that has substance of music. But Drake showed versatility with One Dance, and he showed he can appropriate a wave, okay? Because he for sure appropriated this wave. Drake dominated that year in 2016 for me at Fort Valley State, State University, and that was one of the songs that everybody was rocking with. He had everybody trying to get the, the island grooves going on to One Dance, and I think that opened up Drake to an international audience. So I don't know how you can top Drake's overall number one hit. I don't know how you can do that, all right? Okay, so look, though, look, though. I can agree. I was one of those people that vibed to that song constantly I, i'm not even dissing drake however i do agree with you he does not have those years that michael jackson has michael jackson was prime in his time and he was prime afterwards too like i said that's basically the definition of an icon and a legend but the song that i'm going to counteract with is going to be rock with you by michael jackson that is one of those songs that you can dance to and it's it's such a vibey song i'm not sure he didn't really 
incorporate the cultural things and the cultural aspects of putting it inside of his video and lyrics just like Drake did. However, it's another cookout song. That's that's what Michael Jackson is. He's a he's a cookout song artist. Rock With You is something that you can also listen to on your way to work. It's one of those songs you can listen to on your way to school. You can have your earbuds in and just literally just vibe with it and do your little two-step yet again. What is it? Uh, I want to rock with you all night. That's just that first verse and those lyrics, the hook, the chorus, everything like that. It's just something that's so memorable. You don't even need to incorporate all those bars, all those lyrics. It doesn't need to be a meme. It's going to be one of those songs you can always play no matter what generation it is. I feel it. I feel it. Now, I think that one dance might get that one. But once again, I say that this is not up to me. We're going to let the audience decide it. But I, I think that's a close one. That's a close one because that's Drake's number one international hit. Drake had a couple. He had a lot of hits. Not a couple hits. He did have a lot of hits. And he does currently still have a lot of hits. And I'm pretty sure he's going to continue to have a lot of hits as well. Songs that can be played at kickbacks, at Gettys, anything like that. Um, I'm pretty sure Getty is a, a northern word. Oh, no, that's for sure. I know northern, northern word. I, 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 mean, I thought you saw uh, Getty images. I'm like, what? Like, uh, I, <laughs> and, and my plan is, as I'm picking which picture to put on the flyer, like, what? <laughs> I was about to say, Getty. You better, you better, you better jam with that Getty girl. Like, what? <laughs> what is a Getty? What is a Getty for a, a lot of people that don't know? A Getty is a get together. Like, you know how you say a tea is like a hotel party? A Getty is a get together. A couple people just chilling. Like so, so is it like a like a a limit on the people for the Getty? All right, if it's ten um, people and then a Getty, it's just a party. If it's two people, it's a Getty. Like what? what, what like what's the, the the limit? I'm pretty sure a Getty is like fifteen people or less. So so a get Getty kick. So Getty is like the old folks version of a kickback. Okay. Is that Correct. what it is? Okay, okay, there, there we go. So, so just know that that your parents got slang too. All right, up north. All right, because we call it a kit back. They call it, hey, hey, hey baby, you going to the Getty? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not the Serengeti at this point. But I gotta go to this, right? I gotta come with haymakers. So we gotta do in my feelings. In my feelings, and it was it was a point where I had my notes. I was writing them out, but I was like, you know what? Let me not write out notes. Let me just go off this how I feel and be factual with it, of course, but how I feel about it. In My Feelings was a song that had to grow on me because In My Feelings was a song that when I first heard it on Scorpion, it sounded like he was trying to be pop. It sounded like that. I think the song is, especially from a, for a pop song, not a bad song. Drake makes a lot of songs that work in this generation. And in My Feelings was a song that killed. The song is not bad. It's still in his pocket of like sort of rap slash R&B. It transcends genres. It gives you that New Orleans bounce. You know, you, you had the City Girls that had a little parts on it. He sampled his mentor Lil Wayne with Lollipop. I thought that sample was used incredibly well. And it was, it was a good song. I think it was a good song. And it's going to go down as one of Drake's top five songs. Now, when I say top five songs, you have to put it in two lists. His best sounding songs, whereas like if you look for a Drake song of quality, it's not going to be there. But as far as top five songs, as far as the relevance and how it shaped the culture and how folks were rocking with it, you cannot say Drake without saying In My Feelings. And that was only three years ago. So I'm just saying, In My Feelings, how you counteract that? I don't know how you can counteract that. There are two songs that I was going to use. However, the song that I'm going to say, because... 
in my feelings had so many quotable lyrics. You have Kiki, do you love me? Uh, you have the City Girls lines, and and then just the music video in general. It, it's pretty dope. However, the song that I'm going to use is "Wanna Be Starting Something" by Michael Jackson. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Because they there's a most memorable lyric in there, which is "Mama Say Mama Sama Makusa." You cannot tell me that that is not going to be said everywhere. Anytime that Michael Jackson is mentioned, anytime that that song is mentioned, what's the first thing that you think of? That lyric. You you have to decipher for decades what he was actually saying. We were trying to figure out, what was he saying? Mama say, mama say, mama, can he cook? Can he clean? Like, it, it was all these lyrics that you were just honestly trying to figure out. But that's a song that you just always think about. That's a lyric you always think about. What I'll say is that I probably said that this morning when I was waking up. Like, like, like that, that's like, I hear that. I hear that sound every time I wake up. Uh, I don't know. I think that's a no where it's like, it's a toss up. We got to let the audience decide. I, it's not giving sweep. It's not giving sweep to me. All right. I feel like I'm, I feel like Drake, we come with it. Drake. Like, listen, Drake, Drake. Give, give me over your chain, Drake. Like, no, you literally, you have great songs that you're incorporating. I think the whole thing is just the fact that it's just two different generations. I'm going to go with my next song. I'm going to slow it down a bit. Right, I'm going to slow it down as we get to this first round. Marvin's Room, probably my favorite Drake song. And Marvin's Room really defines Take Care incredibly well. And people, the the way that the world was anticipating that song, because he recorded the, the song in the same room that Marvin Gaye recorded a lot of his music. And Take Care is probably, at this point, Drake's best album. And miss me with anybody that says Certified Lover Boy is better than Take Care. You are tripping. You the, the only album that can go that far is nothing was the same. Marvin's Room defines that album, and I think it defined the sound. So you have to give that credence to Marvin's Room. And it was a great song. To counteract that song, I'm going to say Butterflies, because I feel like that's a moody song, because that is a song that really relates to the lady. That, that sound that he has... That's something that girls gear towards. That's something that attracts females. I know because it attracted me. Hello. But all I'm saying is that that type of vibe, that's something that you want to, that's the type of thing you get LED lights to. Something that your mama will sing. Something that your grandmama will sing. Something that you can sing and just honestly vibe to. And, and I'm going to say this real quick. You know something that I didn't know? It came out 2001. I did not know that. Wow. So, and the song, because I was like, you know what I was thinking as you were describing it, it sounded very neo-soul-esque. And that is where this song rests, R&B, Neo Soul. And I'm like, bro, like, and, and it gives me a, I think this is giving me a better appreciation of Michael Jackson. And I hope that I'm repping for Drake when people are appreciating Drake and his impact. But the fact that he was able in 2001 to perfectly encapsulate a Neo Soul sound. And to me, I thought this was made in the 90s before D'Angelo, before Erica Badu, before Music Soul Child. I, I thought this was made before that. This was made after D'Angelo. This was made after Erica Badu. And he was able to encapsulate that sound perfectly. And it sounds like a song that defined the whole entire Neo Soul era. So I, I might give you that one. Okay, that's actually one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. And and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the composition of it. And, you know, I am relying on, on Wikipedia and it's all of it sourced. So Butterfly's mid-tempo love ballad song, groove musical influences. It has a sort of 70s type of vibe. I, I, I never really looked at Neo Soul that way. Like, I think that that 
that Michael Jackson was able to encapsulate that well. This is giving me more of an appreciation of Michael Jackson. So I got to come back with this one because that was a good one. All right? I'm, I'm a, that, was a, that, was a, that was a good one. All right. But I got to get in the bag of this. Let's talk about some features. Work. Rihanna and Drake. That had the world in a choke hold. And like Drake's verse, he wrote that beat. He rolled that beat. I think that was Drake's first foray into really doing that, you know, island sound type of vibe. Drake and Rihanna made some great music. And I think that a lot of folks sleep on the Drake-Rihanna collaborations and they go immediately to Future as, as Drake's best collaborator. People sleep on Wayne and you'll see that in a second. People sleep on Wayne. People sleep on Rihanna. Rihanna and Drake made two solid songs. And work is one of those songs that really translated. And this, once again, is me in college at Fort Valley State University. Any pageant you went to on campus at Fort Valley was playing work. You turn on the radio, any radio stations, playing work. Work had the world in a chokehold. And it's an amazing song that is timeless. I think that you play that song for our children like 10, 20 years from now, and that's going to be a hot song to them. I think the song just sounds great. They blended genres well, and I think it's going to be timeless. A song that I'm going to use that I feel like brought the world together is Black or White. And I say that because you literally have the lyrics that explains the whole story. You have the Black people in the music video, the white people in the music video, the incorporation, the unity, the, the cultural appreciation. And I feel like because he incorporated Caucasian people and African-Americans that just kind of brought the world together. I'm not really sure what year he made that, what was going on in the world at that time, but I can definitely attest to the point that it did bring people together. And it was controversial and people consider that one of the most controversial music videos of all time. So I will say to counteract work, that's a good job. I'm going I'm to let the audience decide. I'm going to let the audience decide, but that was a good they gonna one. They're going to side with me. They're going to side with me. It's okay. We're going to see. All right. So I'm going to start to wind down this first round. Best I ever had. And I'm going to make it real quick. So Best I Ever Had was one of Drake's defining songs. I think that Best I Ever Had defines the R&B rap part of Drake's catalog very well. And I think that it's a song that I'm not going to say the song is timeless because it sounds like 2009. Like, like it, it definitely sounds like I still have my straight talk slide up phone. That everybody thought was cool in seventh grade. I, it, it feels like that to me. All right. But I'm going to tell you something that I've probably never said on record. So I was so my brother was in daycare. And my dad had just picked me up. So we were listening to our local hip-hop station, 97.9. So the song comes on. And I told my dad, because my dad likes to be into music. So I said, Dad, like that's Drake featuring Lil Wayne. <laughs> I thought Lil Wayne was on that song. Because because cause, cause I thought the person was like, baby, you my everything. You all I ever wanted. I thought I could have swore that was Lil Wayne. And then he went, when he started singing, you know, you the best. Like, like I thought that that was Drake. But that's just Drake. <laughs> I never, I've never admitted that. Drake, forget, feel like, forgive my ignorance on that one. I definitely thought that was Lil Wayne and Drake featuring Drake or Drake featuring Lil Wayne. I thought he had another one. I thought he had another one together. But just the song was great. It defined a point of my childhood, which was that middle school time. That was the first time I heard of Drake. Best I Ever Had defines Drake's catalog to me, you know, and it was one of his first songs where people had to really wake up. I will use the song Bad by Michael Jackson. I feel like bad kind of gives off those same type of vibes. Um, 
as the song you just mentioned. And I, I think that is also one of those visuals that you just kind of vibe to as well. It's giving off that that bad boy type of vibe. That the vibe that like Lil Wayne and and all those artists who kind of pick off with Drake, all those artists that they have, it's kind of giving that same type of mm, feel, you know? So number 10, take care. The end off the first round. All right. Take care okay. with Rihanna. That was one of their first collaborations together. I think that the song was really dope. It was off Take Care. Take Care had a lot of bops. And, and I didn't do Take Care Justice on my list because I had to, to counteract the hits I knew you were going to come with. But Take Care was actually a really great song. It transcended well on the charts and people were playing it on the radio. And all the women in, in my high school, they loved it. Like I, I remember walking around people because this, this was before AirPods. Like people had it, they had the iPhone is playing in all way. So Take Care is a, I believe, another defining song in Drake's catalog. And it really defines that Take Care sound. And it's something that I believe that when it's all said and done and Drake winds down his career and gets into that final act, I believe that's going to be one of Drake's more memorable songs. And it also is a quality song. Okay. Um, well, I'm about to win this round uh, because the song I'm going to counteract with is Man in the Mirror. And let me tell you why. Man in the Mirror is, it's a comforting song. It's one of those songs that you want to hear. It's an influential song. It makes people want to do better. The fact, okay, so I'm going to read the lyrics a little bit, right? Um I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him to change his ways. And no message could have been any clearer. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and then make a change. Um, like I said before on one of the other songs, I'm not really sure when this song was made, what was going on. But it kind of makes you reflect on yourself. And it, it, it's, it's really asking, like, you want to see all these changes happen. You want all this good, all these good things to happen. You, you, you want the world to be a better place. But you need to start with yourself. Like I said, it's a reflection song. It honestly really makes you want to do better. The song, I, I, I know it was played in, um, what is it? Joyful Noise, the, the movie Joyful Noise with Kiki Palmer. So the fact that people may sing it in, in churches or something like that, you can tell it's just not one of those songs where, you know, you just vibe to. It, it, it is a vibe song, but it's a song that can really relate to any and everybody. And it's a song that does transcend genres. I, I'll give you that one for sure. So we're going we're gonna to go on and speed through it. So it's your round. So you're going first. What are you thinking? Like, what's your number 11 song? Um, I'm going to say my number 11 song is going to be Dirty Diana. Well, that's one of those songs. I feel like it incorporates that bad boy side, but it also incorporates that side that relates to the ladies. And it, it's one of those songs where you can, like, um, too. It's not played at too many cookouts, but it's still one of those songs that you hear in a whole lot of black movies. But yeah, I, I think I'm going to start with that song. There's not too, too much to say. Um, I'm pretty sure you still can't beat me in this round, but I'm, I'm going to let you... Oh, 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 that's not a question. I'm going <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> to let you... <laughs> That's not, your song. that's not a question because but I I I I I let you live with this one because I'm I'm gonna tell you we're gonna talk about unity. All right, let's talk about unity really quickly. So granted, you know, rest in peace to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson didn't get a chance to be around to see the zenith of Drake, but Drake does have a Michael Jackson song that was on Scorpion, which is the R and B side. It don't matter to me. All right, that's my number eleven. And you know, we're gonna show unity where Drake and Michael Jackson are on a song together. But I don't know if you remember back in twenty eighteen. Folks swore that this was not Michael Jackson. They swore that this was the weekend. They were like, and I thought that too. I'm like, 
Michael Jackson does not know Michael Jackson. And it was because of the way that I guess 40 layered the, the vocals or how like, I guess they tried to restore it because it was like probably an older recording, but the song sounds amazing. It was just great to hear Michael Jackson and Drake on a track together. Like even, you know, after Michael passed, uh, but it did sound like the weekend and, you know, it's a deeper cut on the album of Scorpion, but it's a quality song. So I don't know what people think about that one. That shows unity. Drake and Michael Jackson were technically on a song together, right? But we're going to go to you. So what's your number 12 song? Human Nature. Um, but that is a song about unity. Hello. Okay. When I talked about reflection and unity before about black and white, this is the real deal. Because especially in the music video, he showed deforestation. He showed everything that's wrong in the world right now. The lyrics are, what about sunrise? What about rain? What about all the things that you said we were going to gain? He was literally asking for people to just do better in general. You see in the lyrics, he also says, what have we done to the world? Look at what we've done. What about please, peace that you pledge your only son? It's the fact that he literally mentions a lot of the things that were happening. He's talking about all the bad things that are happening. The reflection is the fact that he really does genuinely, at least it feels like he honestly cares and he he's trying to send out a message, which is good artistry. Hold on, we're going home by Drake. Really quickly, Drake was able to get a song. He's had a couple songs that have been heard on Urban Adult Contemporary Radio. That's a song that still plays to this day on your Urban AC stations. And it's something that transcended R&B. Cause you have your younger type of R&B, but you know, this one is something that it sounds mature and it's still Drake in his young Zenith, you know, and it's from, you know, nothing was the same where Drake had a lot of songs that still appeal to his younger audience, but it just sounded really mature. And I think that's another song that because of the sound of it, it's going to sound timeless. It's going to always sound new. I play that song right now. If someone doesn't know it, they'll think, that, they'll think that's a new Drake song. Like Drake really was getting in his like R&B pop bag. And it made a lot of people interested to hear if Drake would do an R&B only album because that song gave us that quality that we were looking for. So hold on, we're going home is how I'll do that number 12, how I'll counteract that. But that was a good one. Okay. If you want to, I feel like if you want to talk about maturity, um, I think that I can say the song, They Don't Care About Us. Mm. That, yeah, mm, right? That, that summarize, that little phrase, mm, that summarizes literally what the song is about. I know that I just read, I read something saying Michael Jackson wrote the song kind of based off of Spike Lee's, one, one of his uh, show, one of his visuals. Uh, I'm not really, hundred percent sure which movie it was but like you said previously michael jackson he cares about the people that song really talks about police brutality it, it brings awareness the the dance moves it gives me i want to stomp i want to march i want to do better i want to bring awareness to the world that this is still happening and that we need to do something about it uh the lyrics are all I want to say is that they don't really care about us. And inside the music video, you see he's yelling at some police officers um, because while police brutality is very much so real in this day, it was even more real. So I got to go with Nice For What for my next one. And, and Nice For What, the music video, yeah, Trace Ellis Ross, Yara Shahidi, you know I hate Gronish. If anybody listening to this, you know Gronish is not my favorite show anymore. But I just love how he was showing love to black women. 
And that's something that I really like to see from the music video and also sampling Lauren Hill. You know, so we I love the Lauren Hill sample. So I had to put that up. What so I gotta ask you this. So what do you have for your 14th song? Smooth criminal. Smooth criminal. You just talked about relating to the ladies, right? I feel like there's a deeper meaning in smooth criminal than people actually understand. So so what I read up on was basically Michael Jackson in the music video played a Chicago gangster. And he was basically just talking about, uh, he was going up to Annie. Annie, are you okay? Everybody knows Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you, are you actually okay? Um, so, so the true meaning behind that from what I read on is that he, he was going up to Annie asking if she was okay when she's actually struck by a smooth criminal. In the end, boom, boom, pow, he kills all the other gangsters. I'm pretty sure those are the ones who were going to Annie as she was a victim. This is actually one of my favorite Drake songs of all time as far as the quality. But that Chris Brown collaboration, no guidance. Like, that's a good one. Like, come on. Like, with the beef that Drake and Chris Brown had where they were throwing bottles at each other and then Karuchi got involved and just the artistry of Chris Brown versus the artistry of Drake, that is an epic song. And surprisingly, and people might be, might be shocked at this, I actually watched that music video for the first time about a couple weeks ago. I think it was around yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was when I, like, right after I listened to CLB, I watched Too Sexy. And then I watched that video and the video is interesting because it played on the beat that they had. And that dance scene was very funny because Chris Brown was killing the moves and then he had the Drake part and everybody walked away. <laughs> that was really funny. So I'd like that song that I, I feel like just the artistry of that song. And you got Chris Brown's so tagging in to help out his former rival. You can't get around that one. Okay. Okay, yes, I can. I, I love that video. First of all, I don't know why it took you so long to watch it. I don't know it's okay though, I, I guess. Did it come out like 2019? It came out, like, and another thing too, like, yeah, it, it, I think it came out around that time, but also that's a song that plays on Urban AC too. So you look at Drake, Drake really is that type of artist that can be played on any station. He can be played on your top 40 pop station. The only, only genre I don't think he's touched yet is country, but give Drake some time. And you can might put one of his songs in the country box. I don't hear no guitars on Drake's songs like that. But he's touched almost every genre of subcountry and maybe techno or rock. I, 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 that's song, those like the, are the genres he, he hasn't touched yet. But Drake, like that Urban AC type of bag, that Chris Brown Drake song, it, it was riding, you know? The song that I'm going to do next, though, The Way You Make Me Feel. In that music video, he had his boys, you know, they was chasing a girl or whatever. And it was like so lady pleasing. I don't know. It honestly might be a little bit controversial in this day right now. I'm not going to lie, because a lot of people in this generation are really sensitive. Um, the fact that, you know, the guys are kind of catcalling a little bit. I mean, I love it. I, I love it. But like I said, this generation is really sensitive. But I do think that that's a good song to counteract with. Life is good for my next one. Life is good. I had to put some of that what a time to be alive. That's freshman year, man. I need them to do another another collaboration, another album, because Too Sexy is one. It's not on my, Too Sexy is not on my list, but Life is Good. Like I like the scope of two songs in one, and Drake did that with Sicko Mode, which is also not on my list. It could have been on there, but I, I, I let you live, okay? I let you live with that one. Thank you. Sicko Mode. Sicko Mode, it would hard to get around Sicko Mode. That's two songs. That would have been a cheat code. That's two songs in one. But that, that, that's, that, that's, that's three songs in one. But this one's two songs in one. I think that that first that the first part of Life is Good really encapsulated that Drake type of sound. And then Future was able to ride, you know, with his part. It was just a nice song that 
it started off 2020 hot and it sort of and this it dropped before the pandemic but it got us through the pandemic a bit with some new music because drake kept you know pump faking with the release of certified lover boy so he was pump faking so it was just nice to hear drake and future on a track drake and future about like kobe and shaq man like they are a great tandem and they make great music together because i think their musical styles really blend together well so i gotta give that nod i could have gone for any song but life is good charted well that's why i didn't hit you with jump man because jump man was a big cultural song but i didn't hit you with that because i wanted to go with a higher charting song because you got michael jackson but go ahead what, what you got okay the next one i'm gonna do love never felt so good love never felt so good wait i got a question it, which one because you got not just not just that was a good one that was really good that was honestly both would still be better than your selection sorry um um, but yeah, Love Never Felt So Good is such a lively song. It makes you want to go out and take a walk. Like, that's that's what it, it, it's giving, especially when Justin Timberlake did his tribute to Michael Jackson, which is when I think he sang that song as well. He did such a good job just representing Michael Jackson and his liveliness and his goodness. So... I got to give this one. This is just for me. I might lose this round, but I don't care because this is a battle. 30 for 30. Never thought I'd be talking from this perspective. The higher-ups have all come together with a conspiracy to end my run and send me a message. Come on, bars. Come on. I feel that. I feel that every day. I feel that every day. Like, man, they, they, try, they trying to end your boy, man. 30 for 30, Drake was getting off his chest and the beat. And he's like, 40, did you get the message? I'm like, man, he was flowing. Like, and also the other line, that's one of my, this part of my favorite Drake song. It's debatable. He said, I just listened to Closer to My Dreams, wide eyed and uneducated at 19. How could I rap like that, all young and naive? He's being introspective. It's almost like a Jay Z type of song where Jay Z had a lot of songs. He was just really introspective. He was rapping like, man, I'm really thinking about my career and I'm looking back at it and I'm rapping about it. I used to jam that song all the time going to class my freshman year at Fort Valley. 30 for 30. That's just a dope song because it's like he's he's doing that little slide. He's dissing people. But he was referring to a lot because he was referring really to Meek in that song because about how people really were trying to, to take him down. Everybody was trying to pull him down, funk flex on the radio. So he really was referring to all the controversy that was going on around that time. So I think the beat sounds great, sonically sounds good, and just those lyrics just still stick out in my head. I can rap the whole song, man. I'm, I'm not a rapper. You're a singer. I'm not a rapper. But I can rap the whole song, man. I'm sure that's, that's my that's my jam, man. <laughs> I think, I don't know, you actually might win this round uh, because I'm going to say don't stop till you get enough. Hmm. Okay, listen, I think it's a great song. However, I think it's just that one chorus that everybody knows. Don't stop till you get enough. Keep on with the first song. Stop. Don't stop till you get enough. That's honestly, I feel like that's the only thing. That's a timeless song, though. I mean, I'm not going to no, battle against no, no. myself. Don't that's timeless. It is a great song. But you were saying that, you know, you can rap that whole song and everything like that. I just cannot uh, <laughs> sing this whole song except for the Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. But you, you might win that round. Well, I, I, I'll take it. All right, I'll take it. You know, so Don't Stop Till You Get Enough is a dope song. 30 for 30, that's just one of my personal favorites. I mean, I'm glad you gave me that win. <laughs> I'm glad you gave me that win. Like, the audience is going to decide, but it, I, I'll, I, I'll take it. I'll take it out, Michaela. All right, don't like, all right, no, I'll, I'll take it. All right. So, <laughs> Laugh Now, Cry Later is my next one, just to give some recent Drake. That song, when it's all said and done, is going to be timeless because it sounds like Take Care. It sounds like, because headlines, and then you, then, then you had cameras. 
I don't know if people remember cameras. Cameras was was the song that was like you 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 had you had cameras and good ones go. That was in the latter part of that Take Care album towards the end. And a lot of people sleep on that song. Cameras was dope. And that's what, like, that's what Laugh Not Cry Little gives me. It gives me a bit of headlines, gives me a bit of cameras. And Dirk, can, like, can you not play that little boy in the club? Because really not risking the rats. Cause, like, like, I'm not the baby. You play with me, you're going to get stretched. Dirk's, Dirk uh-huh. rolled that. Dirk rolled that, man. So I got to give Laugh Not Cry Later. That's one of Drake's best modern songs. And I think it is criminal. I think it is criminal that it was not on Certified Lover Boy, although it doesn't fit. But but might as well that that, that should have been your lead singer, right? Just say, hey, this this is my lead singer for Certified Lover Boy. I was playing with y'all, all right? It's on there. And I think I think the strings would have went went even higher because I would have streamed about a hundred million times. That's actually one of my favorite Drake songs. It's gonna be that's that's, that's, that's my top five for sure. So I'm gonna counteract with this one. So this is my number. Like this is my you know number eighteen. My counteraction. So headlines. Headlines is another top five Drake song. I guess I'm gonna listen back to this and figure out my top five at this point because I got 30 for thirty. I got laugh now, cry later. So I, I got no guidance. I guess I'm, I'm figuring out my top five Drake songs. Headlines is such a defining song of Drake's rap catalog, where people feel as a Drake doesn't have bars. Like Headlines had all the guys of, of this generation in the chokehold when it first came out, and it fits so seamlessly into Take Care. But at the same time, that Underground Kings didn't. Underground Kings is not in in, in this list for me. But Underground Kings and Headlines could have gone on a, a whole nother great Drake project. It could have gone on, if you're reading this, it's too late. It could have gone on, nothing was the same. Because it didn't fit the theme of the Marvin's Room, scorn lover, cameras, doing it wrong. It, it didn't go with that. The motto... Underground Kings and Headlines didn't go with that, but it's such a dope Drake song that I think defined Drake when Drake was at his zenith of rapping. Like, Drake was rapping, rapping back then. Drake doesn't rap, rap until he feels challenged. Like, we have, like, 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, 5 a.m. in Toronto, 6 p.m. in New York. That's when Drake really gets in his bag and really starts dropping bars because he doesn't do it until he feels challenged. And I don't think Drake felt challenged, but Drake was hungry around this time. Because Drake wasn't the Drake that we could have this conversation for him with Michael Jackson. He wasn't at that point at, at, at this time. But headlines, it was him hungry. But I don't. But I will say this as a, someone that is a fan of Drake, I don't think that Underground Kings, headlines, and the motto goes with Take Care. If we're looking at that Laugh Not Cry Later not being on Certified Lover Boy and that being a better sequence of songs, even with the rapping, those were harder type of songs that I don't think meshed well with the theme of take care but it was one that was one of drake's best songs might have been his best song where he's rapping rapping then harmonizing too so you gotta give headlines that love okay so i think for my song it's a michael jackson song that is really actually hardcore but it's one of michael jackson's more chill songs which I'm going to say is Leave Me Alone. I know that there was a lot of rumors going on about Michael Jackson, especially during this time and during his time. I don't know why a lot of people like to do that. Um, when the artist is deceased, they like to bring up certain things that may have happened when they were still living. I don't know if they're trying to get money from it or if it's lies or if it is the truth, whatever it may be. That was just one of his songs where he was just like, just leave me alone. Like just trying to diss and down all of the rumors. So that like I said, it's one of those those songs where it hits still. Like it really does still hit. Um, I'm not sure if that song will age well. 
however that's that's the only thing about it. it i think it's still a really good song but i wouldn't necessarily play that at a cookout <laughs> I, I i love how how listen the, the cookout test for you the the getty test all right you can't play that the getty all right you know if it, if it don't go at the getty we, we, i don't know if it, it's good well i feel it i feel it so we're down to uh, i think you have one more song left i have two all right so i have to counteract yours so the motto so like i said headlines the motto underground kings to me do not sequence well on take care but i like that they released and i'm just going off of the theme of take care which is more of a moody relationship type of album but i noticed when i was doing my list as i got down to these last couple songs that i didn't put a little wayne collaboration outside of forever so I wanted to show Lil Wayne love because Lil Wayne is the reason why we have a Drake. And the fact we have to give Lil Wayne this credit. The fact that Lil Wayne at the zenith of his career, at the peak of him doing this huge run, that he was able to discover Drake and Nicki and his legacy lived on through their music, even with Lil Wayne going through his legal issues with dropping the Carter, the Carter Five. I think that that's amazing of Lil Wayne and the fact that they're still so close. And I think that mm-hmm. that goes further to give Lil Wayne such a legendary legacy where you have to look at the contributions to the game and the way he put people on. Because it's not just, oh, it's just Wayne. It's it's Wayne, Drake, and Nicki. And that, th- that, that big three, you talk about big three in basketball, that big three ran the early 2010s. So I got to give the motto because I think the motto is it charted well, but it's also a great interpretation of how Drake and Lil Wayne work so well together. Okay. You, I might, I probably should have structured everything better and not have done all my hits in the beginning. I told you. Okay. Listen, listen, listen. It's okay. Next time, next time I'm going to win. I can still win this one. Actually pause. However, you did you did just do it with those those three artists who definitely a hundred percent did take over. So I might have that nail in the coffin for number twenty. So this your last song. What you got? Like you gotta you gotta give it to me. Come on now. I'm gonna say beat it. Beat it is one of those songs. You know all those lyrics, okay? That is a Getty. That that's a Getty song. That's a Telly song. That's a wait a that's Telly a song. song. Like, like like for the television. No, like at the the hotel party. <laughs> like y'all got it. Where you from? <laughs> Jersey. Like, cause I've never heard of that before. I thought you were talking about a telephone. Like, I, I played this on oh, a telephone. Like, what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, beat it. You know the the lyrics to all that. You play that at the block party. You play that to your grandparents. You can play that in the basement. You can play it in your room. You can play it with the LED lights on. You can play that anywhere. You're gonna know the lyrics to all of that. It's so legendary. It's so iconic. Um, the fact it has such a simple chorus. That's probably why you can catch on to it so easily. But that definitely is one of his best songs. And that I think is a good last song. I think I think it is. And I, I here's what I figured out with this one. I figured out that Michael Jackson, timeless, always forever great artistry, but also folks from up north have a different language. Like what? The world? <laughs> they have a different, like, they have a different way. This ain't AAVE. This is a, a whole other language at this point. Like what the world? We, we, we got to catch up to up north, but I'm going to end off with pipe down because I think that pipe down just off of, you know, Drake certified lover boy pipe down. It was such a dynamic song. And a lot of folks pointed to that one as, Hey, this is the one that won it for me with Donna versus certified lover boy. 
and pipe down is gonna be it, it reminds me of headlines where he's rapping he's singing the beat is crazy that probably is gonna round out my top five drake songs to be honest because i found out that no guidance headlines <laughs> like uh 30 for 30 laugh now cry later that's four so number five has to be piped down i think that when we look back at this we listen to this a few years from now and we'll look at drake's other songs and his other body of work i think that pipe down is going to be one of those songs from his newer slate of albums and singles that is going to be like man that's his, that was his best one now i have to give some honorable mentions I could have done 5 a.m. in Toronto if I really wanted to be gully, if I really wanted to, to bring that <laughs> battle out. You feel me? I could have started with 5 a.m. in Toronto, but I started with back-to-back because it charted well, okay? But right. 5 a.m. in Toronto, 6 p.m. In, in New York, another battle song, and also 7 a.m. on Bridal Path, if I wanted to give a nod to Certified Lover Boy, well, he ripped Kanye's heart out, all right? But overall, I, 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 I didn't get swept. I didn't get swept. Gotta admit that. You didn't. You didn't. Thank you. All right. It wasn't given swept. That, hold up. It don't mean that you're going to win this. It, 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 it doesn't mean that, but that's the low bar. The low bar was the sequencing where I was not going to get swept. You gave me 30 for 30. So you gave me 30 for 30, so I'm going to take it. All right? But overall, okay. overall, and I want to get your, your final look on it really quickly. I think that what this shows me is that we have to respect the artistry. We have to respect Drake. We have to respect... <laughs> Um, Michael Jackson and you know it's, it's it's all it's all in fun and like I said I don't think I think that people just brought this out because in your you know go, summer going into fall months before the NFL season gets really deep and you get those really big playoff matchups and then basketball comes back and that's going to generate a lot of headlines and also you know homecoming isn't here yet so it's the start of the school year people have a lot of time and I told people to read a book. I've read 11 books. Okay. I've read 11 books this year. 10 of them been nonfiction. Okay. I've been in my bag recently. I got to give myself another, <laughs> give myself a hand clap for that. I've been in my bag. All right. So I think people need, I, I can give people a book list if they need one to not have just, just aimless conversations. But I just think this is just a feel good conversation. Uh, Michael Jackson, you have to respect, you know, just the artistry and how he defied conviction. Drake is someone that I think Drake deserves the conversation. I don't think it's like we saying like someone that is nowhere near Michael Jackson. We're putting that because it's quality, it's chart hits, and it's also cultural impact. So while Drake doesn't touch Michael Jackson, I don't think it's a totally disrespectful conversation, but I do agree with the earlier point that Beyonce might've been a better pick, but that is it for us. Michaela, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Y'all, thank you guys so much for having me today. You guys can find me on social media, on Instagram at Makaykala, M-Y-K-A-Y-K-A-L-A. And y'all, she lit, man. Go look, go look at her story, man. She's lit. And I'm telling you, she got she got <laughs> them harmonies. Like, Drake need to sign Michaela like, right now, expeditiously, yeah. all right? You know what I'm saying? It, it's, no. it, 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 like, it's giving sun. Like, it's giving background vocals on your next album, Drake, whenever it comes out. All right? But, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to get... You me. I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to get you in there with Drake. I defend it. Drake, I gotta get you in there. But nevertheless, Michaela, thank you so much. All right, all right, all right. So that is it for us. That was our verses with Drake and Michael Jackson. And I know it got crazy. I know it's like, what? Like, are you kidding me? But I had to do it. I had to come with some songs that can counter the Michael Jackson songs. And they, it was hard. I had to really get in my bag and really think, because I am a Drake fan. So I had to really think, okay, what songs can I do to contend with the songs that I believe Michaela's going to do? 
But I think I did pretty well. All right. So I want you guys to let me know on Pulse Radio 100. DM us, but also let your voice be known publicly how you feel about the verses. We're going to put it up on HBCU Pulse Instagram story and also our feed. And I want you guys to let us know based on our song selection who won the verses. Do not say 20 old Michael Jackson because I picked some good songs to contend with the songs that Michaela put out. So don't play with me. All right. It's not given that it was a sweep. It's not given that. All right. But make sure to tap in with us at Pulse Radio 100 on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok. And make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a lot of amazing things coming. But outside of that, thank you for listening, and I will see you on the other side. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture.